It's Monday, January 21st, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Guatemala City, Guatemala. Well, this is our weekly Monday Bible study and call to prayer. Today, we are continuing our study on the book of Acts, and we are joined by Blake Wilson, our Vice President of Operations, and Blake will walk us through Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. It's great to be back with you guys again this morning as we continue our study in the book of Acts. Um, We're going to continue in the latter part of Acts chapter 8 this morning, and just to remind our team of where we left off last Monday We were in the beginning of Acts 8, and we just experienced Stephen being martyred. Um, We see the church under um, persecution, and things begin to happen that scatter the believers, and we begin to see the gospel scatter to different of the surrounding communities, um, which we know is is intentional in the plan of Christ. So as as we look today at the, um, the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, we really see Philip as the instrumental um, player with the gospel moving forward in Ethiopia. And I think it's important that we stop and look back at the life of Philip um, so we understand um, his call to ministry and really where his ministry began so that we can better appreciate um, his ministry to the Ethiopian eunuch. So if you remember back in Acts chapter 6, which is just a few short weeks ago, we looked at um, the calling of the seven. So if you remember, um, the disciples in this passage were uh, really overwhelmed and began to be questioned by the other believers, both um, Jews and Greeks alike, about the overlooking of the widows, um, the food distribution to the widows. So the, uh, the 12 disciples began to really just evaluate the situation and ask the body of believers around, like, what do we, what do you want to do? How do you want us to handle the situation? And um, they elected to call the seven. And these seven men were ultimately responsible for the food distribution um, to take care of these, of these widows. So this is when we see Philip's name mentioned and really his calling into the ministry. And it was, it was under the calling of the seven. We see him begin to to distribute food. But one of the things that I want to not overlook is is what are those um what are those key um ideas that we were looking for in regards to his um personality, to his calling of what were we what were we looking for um in Acts chapter six. And I want to read starting in verse number four. Um, And these are the words of the disciples in this passage. And he says, But we will devote ourselves, speaking of the twelve, to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmaeus, and Nicolaus, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed, and they laid their hands on them. So we see the disciples pick these um, these seven men, but ultimately 
they wanted to make sure that they met these criteria. And these three criteria are found in verse number three. And it talks about finding men with a good repute. So good reputation. Secondly, men that were full of the spirit. And lastly, men that were full of wisdom. So these men that they were going to appoint to care for these these widows had to have a good reputation. They had to be full of the spirit and full of wisdom. So we can see in this passage that these characteristics describe Philip um, as he was selected to be one of the seven and care for these widows. So I think that it's a good starting point to define some characteristics of, of Philip's um, of Philip's ministry. And then last week we looked at Philip again, which was um, his ministry into Samaria. So we, we, we saw large numbers of people respond, um, and, and ultimately people that the gospel wouldn't have gone to otherwise um, come to know Jesus because of Philip being intentional to serve um, these Samaritans. So you can think both of these examples are, are, are stories of Philip serving the least of these, which I think is so important with us as we evaluate our ministry of serving orphan and, and vulnerable children and families that are in need. Um, we are serving people that are vulnerable, um, people that need to hear Christ and, and may not have the opportunity to hear it if it's not for our ministry here at Lifeline. So Philip was ministering to the widows, and then here in Acts chapter 8, um, we see this um, in verse number 5. The scripture says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord, they paid attention to what was being said by Philip. Then they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So they, um, so there was much joy in that city. So we see Philip having a successful ministry in Samaria in this season. People were coming to know the Lord. We see the Spirit working through Philip and casting out demons. We see signs and, and miracles that the Lord was um, using Stephen to perform. Um, we see the paralyzed and the lame begin to walk. So ministry is happening in Samaria. And really, I would say things were going well um, because of the effectiveness of what happened. So you've got Philip, the first part, ministering to widows. We see, secondly, Philip ministering to what I would call the masses. We're seeing a lot of people come to know Christ and a growing ministry there in Samaria. And then our passage today is found in Acts 8, starting in verse 26. And really, this is Philip's ministry to one, to one man. So one of the things I wanted to point out today is, is there wasn't, Philip hadn't defined, or his, his ministry wasn't defined by number. And it wasn't um, defined by socioeconomic group. It was, it was defined by him obeying the Lord no matter what circumstance he was facing or where the Lord planted him. He was going to be intentional in sharing Christ, whether it's through action, whether it's through, through um, his, his verbal message of sharing it. He was going to be intentional in spreading the gospel. And we see that with this interaction with this one Ethiopian man, um, and that's going to be found in verse 26 of Acts chapter 8. So let's begin reading there as we look further at the life of Philip. And it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south, to the road that goes down to Jerusalem, to Gaza. This is the desert place. And he rose and he went. 
And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this, Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Verse 34, And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with the scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came on some water, and the eunuch said, See, there is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he was baptized. And then they came up out of the water, and the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself in Astos, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. So we see Philip leaving this ministry with the Samaritans and following the Lord and going um, to Ethiopia to share Christ with this eunuch. So we see this this eunuch is returning from Jerusalem um, from his time of worship, but but we we see him having a lack of understanding um, of of what the Scripture is saying. And and that passage he was reading actually from Isaiah fifty three. So the Lord used Philip. Um, to travel and to go. So one of the things I wanted to point out, and I think is, is some application for us as believers today, is how Philip listened. Um, and he listened with, with, and he acted with urgency. You know, the Lord called him to go, and he obeyed. We see that in verse um, 27. Uh, and the Lord told him to go to Gaza, the desert place. And it says, and he rose and he went. And then we see another passage of, of him listening and obeying, acting on this in verse number 29. And it says, And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran to him. So two, two examples just in, in the first few verses of Philip's obedience and Philip's listening ear um, to what the Lord had instructed him to do. Philip rose and he went. And Philip ran to this man um, to help him understand the message he was reading in Isaiah. I think it's so important for us to constantly evaluate where we are um, in our walk with the Lord. Is are we being effective in our ministry? And even if the even if the Lord is blessing, not saying that that is the Lord's ultimate plan for you. Keeping an open ear. You know, what if the Lord calls you um, to to minister in a different facet? What if what if it's a different area of ministry at Lifeline? What if it's going to the nations? Whatever it may be, how is the Lord, um, how is the Lord planning to use you? And are you going to listen? And not only listen, are you going to act on that? You know, I love that 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 Philip just went, and you know, and we can see in verse twenty six, this this wasn't the best place. This was a desert. You know, let's leave, let's leave what you have in this ministry in in Samaria and go to the desert. 
you know, I, I think many of us would be hesitant and say, eh, Lord, is that really you? You know, give me another sign. Um, let me think on this for a couple of days, whatever it may be. But the Lord told him and he acted and he went. And we see um, him begin to share the gospel with this Ethiopian. And then the second one is, is Philip ran to him. Once Philip actually followed and, and, obe- and obeyed and actually got to um, Gaza to share with this um, Ethiopian, when he finally found him, there was still a sense of excitement. Philip ran to him um, because he, he knew what the Lord had instructed him to do. So do we listen and do we act with urgency? Um, and then secondly, are we intentional in spreading the gospel? You know, what would have happened if Philip had, had gone to Ethiopia and obeyed but didn't act when he got there? You know, maybe um, left his ministry in Samaria, got a little sidetracked, um, wasn't acting with urgency, um, and, and didn't, didn't follow through in, in sharing, sharing the gospel. You know, this says um, in verse number 35, Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. We have to open our mouth. We have to be intentional in sharing the gospel. We cannot expect someone just to watch us in our interactions with others or the way we lead our families or even the way we lead our ministry um, and expect them to come to know Christ through that. We have to be intentional in opening our mouth and sharing Christ with those who need to hear. So he opened his mouth, and I, and I, I want to emphasize the word beginning, and it says, and beginning with this scripture. You know, to me that alludes to he shared many scriptures. Um, he started here in this passage in Isaiah 53, where the Ethiopian was um, needed some help navigating and understanding what it was saying. Um, so he began reading in Isaiah 53, and with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. You know, I think often we um, we get caught up in our, our gospel presentations of only leveraging um, the New Testament or looking at the life of Christ, but it's so crucial for us not to overlook the Old Testament and to understand that this is, this is one beautiful story of the Lord's plan. Um, of starting from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we can see the life of Christ on every page and every chapter and through every book. We're able to see glimpses of our Savior. And we see Philip um, leading this man to Christ by looking at, the cha- looking at the book of Isaiah. So let us look through the entire, um, through the entire Bible um, to not overlook the opportunities to um, intentionally share the gospel um, through the Old Testament and the New so it says, Philip opened his mouth beginning with the scripture and he told them the good news about Jesus. Are we sharing the good news? Are we doing what the Lord has commanded us to do? And really what we see play out here is, is the Great Commission. You know, um, the, the Lord's words in Matthew 28, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We see Philip go. We see him obey. We, we, we highlighted two passages or two verses here of seeing Philip being obedient. Being obedient. So we see Philip go. Um, we see intentional discipleship with this Ethiopian. We see him open his mouth. We see him share the scriptures from Isaiah 53. So we see him make disciple. 
Um, we see him go to the nations, right? We see him leave from Samaria to go down to share with this Ethiopian. So we see Philip leave and go to the nations. And then we see, lastly, Philip baptizing this Ethiopian. We see the excitement from this Ethiopian of, there's water, Philip. What's stopping us from being baptized? So we see Philip baptize the Ethiopian in this water. Um, so we see him go. We see him make a disciple. We see him go to, he's in the nations, and we see him baptize. So we see the Great Commission play out in this passage from beginning to end with Philip being obedient. But that's what I want to leave us with today. Are we being obedient and listening to the Lord and his call for our life? Let us not overlook um, the voice and the guidance of our Father as he is teaching us and leading us to the plans he has for us. Let us not get too busy in the day-to-day interactions or our our work um, that we neglect the fact to pause and listen to what the Lord is speaking to our lives. Um, because here we see him obey and, and, and we see um, him share the gospel with this Ethiopian. You know, and this could have been the very beginning of the gospel going to Ethiopia. And if Philip hadn't obeyed, you know, what, what would have happened? So let's listen and obey and let the Lord use us to fulfill the Great Commission. May we go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, thanks, Blake. And this week, we are praying for Lifeline's counseling ministry. We're praying that God would sustain families uh, as they lack routine uh, many times as as normal life comes and unnerves many of the children. We're praying for our current therapist at Lifeline, for Angela, for Ashley, for Whitney and Kim. We're we're praying that they'll have clarity in how to approach and best help each family. We're praying for a 10-year-old adopted boy uh, with reactive attachment disorder. He's still struggling with violent outbursts years after coming home through adoption. We're praying that God will provide rest and confidence to parents and siblings and that hearts will be softened and that love can be received. We're praising God for the families he has brought to the counseling department and the work that he has accomplished in each so far for their courage and faithfulness in committing to do hard things. And, And we're praying for strength as their journey continues and our work deepens in their lives. We, we praise uh, the Lord for just the support in our ministry of our counseling program and the ways that Lifeline continues to invest in counseling as an important ministry at Lifeline. And we are praising the Lord for the resources that have come in from both donors and insurance companies to help sustain this vital ministry of counseling. Let's pray. Lord, we know that your word says that there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And so, Lord, we are grateful that here at Lifeline, we are able to provide wisdom through counsel uh, and clarity. We're thankful that it's biblical counseling, uh, but also relevant counseling based on uh, just things that will help families attach to their children and, and children attach to their families. Lord, we pray specifically for this 10-year-old boy, as well as others who are struggling with attachment or struggling with reactive attachment disorder or other uh, things that, that, that science would seek to label them. But Lord, we just pray that your gospel would reach forth into the lives of these families and children. And Lord, that you would do miraculous, marvelous things in their lives for the cause of your gospel and your glory. We ask all these things in your glorious name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.